customer engagement, customer service, and really wanting to know, like, I am not building this product based off of what I think you need, but what I know you need because you told me. Mm. Um, and so it's important for me to really engage um, with you know, our customers along the way in working with them and essentially building out a product together. Biz Women Rock, episode 146. What's going on? This is Katie Kermitzos. I'm your host of Biz Women Rock. This is the place where you will hear really inspirational and really honest stories from business women who have great journeys to share so that your business can truly be touched by it. Before we get rolling, here's a little word from our awesome sponsor. Did you know with just a few minor changes to your LinkedIn profile, you can start producing results immediately? And by results, I mean business, money in your pocket. That's why you need to have LinkedIn Focus. This program will teach you everything that you need to know about where to spend your time in LinkedIn to produce results. Go to linkedinfocus.com forward slash BWR and you can start getting free tips and strategies today. If you have any sort of memory of what it was like to actually apply for college or have gone through that with your son or daughter, um, you're going to be specifically interested in this interview because I'm interviewing Nichelle McCall, who's the owner of Bold Guidance. It is an application, a web-based application that she has created to solve the problem of uh, you know, college applications and way too many uh, due dates to go around that you can't remember and things that aren't talking to each other. Um, the reason why this interview is really interesting to me and the reason why what Nichelle is doing is so fascinating is because she is such a non-techie who just was in the space. Um, she knew uh, the admission space very well within college and uh, just saw the need, did a lot of research and uh, knew what she had to do and then found the way to do it to the tune of raising a half a million dollars to be able to make her idea totally go. And by the way, how she actually raised that half a million dollars, that secret is inside this interview and one of my biggest takeaways. So let's get into it with Nichelle. Michelle, what's going on, girl? Thanks so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to have you on the show because, as I just told you before we started recording, um, I fell in love with your business and your your um, technology as I was doing research on you, and I immediately was like, oh my gosh, my friends need to know about this. I posted it on Facebook and, and like tagged all of them in it and was like, you guys need to know about this because their kids are going through the college application process right now, and your solution is magnificent. So we're going to get a chance to talk about that, but um, I really want to start with a little bit of your professional background so we have some sort of context to understand you know, this cool business called Bold Guidance. So can you tell, talk a little bit about kind of what you were doing before you started the company? Yeah, so just in general, I've been working in um, kind of the college admissions, college access uh, space for about 10 years. Uh, so I actually started off as a college admission counselor, recruiting students um, over time, helped to start up a college access nonprofit, working with um, low-income students through 
um, college access, and then also I've worked as a liaison to the Bill Melinda Gates Foundation um, on a college completion project for low-income young adults. So between that and then also just my experience of um, working with other social entrepreneurs, so, you know, entrepreneurs that want to provide some type of social good in addition to profit and helping them get their businesses started. And it's really kind of tailored all of that into um, being able to kind of start my own business. So right before starting Bow Guidance, I actually had my own consulting practice um, working with schools and nonprofits to start up their, their college access program. And it was a great experience being able to work with people, but one of the main things I realized is that I can't scale myself, but right. I can scale technology. Oh, I love that. So, what is um, yeah. just in your situation? Because you were you you know you were working really hard in almost every facet of of this kind of time period where kids are really applying for college, getting through college, um, completing college successfully. Um, what's one of the biggest challenges that kids have nowadays to actually going through that process successfully? Yeah, I think a big part of it is just a lot of options and in some cases um, a lack of guidance. And so in many schools, the, the national average for um, counselor guidance counselor to student ratio is about 1 to 500. Wow. So there's absolutely no way that a counselor, a high school counselor can really give a student that in-depth guidance that they really need unless you're lucky enough to be able to go to a smaller private school. So, you know, being able to, to get the guidance that you need through this college application process, um, it, it can be very overwhelming and stressful. So we started off by just really talking to students, talking to high school counselors, talking to parents, identifying what their biggest issues are. And they mentioned, you know, remembering when things are due, organizing the process. Uh, all these colleges require different requirements at different times and just really being able to manage it all. So we took that information and created bold guidance. Now, are you a techie? Like, are you an app builder? That is a great question. I am not a techie. <laughs> I am a domain expert. You're a domain expert? What does that mean? So that means that my expertise is in the college admissions space. Gotcha. Oh, okay. I oh, see. I'm thinking domain like, oh, at, you know, boldguidance.com. <laughs> <laughs> so in the internet marketing space, um, gotcha. So you're an area expert as far as like, you know, like you're somebody on the ground who's had a lot of experience with that. The reason I ask that is because there are so many people who have a great idea to fulfill kind of a pain point that's out there, but they are not a techie. So they think that they can't be the ones to actually create it. So I want to know what you did with this idea that you knew had to be technology. How did you go from, we've done all this research. I know that this is a huge need out there. Now I'm going to build something. What was that path? Yeah, so I think part of it was a combination from my previous experience. Um, as I mentioned earlier, it actually also used to be my job to work with entrepreneurs and getting their businesses started, helping to bring resources to them um, so they can eventually get investment and funding. So with that, I was able to bring some of my knowledge, um, some of my network um, to really help me with getting to the point of starting up Bold Guidance. Um, there were definitely some bumps along the road, um, but it was great because I was able to talk to some of my mentors and say, okay, you know, I have this great idea. I want to help more students and families through this college admissions process. Um, 
and I've really just been, as I said, talked to a lot of um, students and counselors and parents to figure out exactly what their issues were. Then went back to them with, uh, I use a tool called Balsamic, uh, which what is it really called? helped me. Balsamic. Like, um, and that's like balsamic. Almost vinegar? like, <laughs> yeah, pretty close to that, but it ends with a Q instead of a C. Ah, okay. And so with that, I was able to create some, um, just like some sketch screenshots of what the product could look like and just kept going back um, to them and saying, okay, well, what about this? Would this be helpful? And that helped me to be able to identify more of the features and what the product was, would actually look like. And from there, I was able to, um, you know, start getting people signed up saying, being schools and organizations saying, if we built this, would you be interested in using it? Would you be interesting, interested in purchasing it? And they said, yes. So from there, we actually applied for a tech startup called Flash Starts, um, and it's based out of Cleveland. Um, and that accelerator program actually provided us with some initial seed funding in addition to the talent being developers to actually help us build out our first beta product which we were then able to launch into schools, get more feedback around it, um, continue to tweak it, but it also positioned us to be able to get additional follow-on investment of about a half a million dollars. And I think that this is just the perfect story to really highlight how important it is to get involved and to get like hugely networked within the business community that's around you because you never know what resources are going to be there and what it, it sounds like you found like the exact group that really was able to kind of help you and get you, you know, from start to go. Exactly, exactly. And a big part of it for us was, you know, really identifying people who were experienced and knowledgeable in the tech space to help us negotiate that that scene, especially because I am a non-tech co-founder. And let me tell you, it's been a bumpy road. Um, <laughs> well, I'm going to ask some of those bumps because, um, I mean, you know, I think we as women, when we're hearing like, oh, like everyone's got on their smile as, you know, as they're working through their business and that's fine. But hearing how bumpy it can be and what those bumps might be, it can be incredibly helpful to know that we're not alone in this journey. So what were some of those bumps mm -hmm. that you experienced? Yeah, so a big part for me was, you know, as I said, um, going to the point of, of developing our software, me being a non-tech co-founder, I worked quite a bit with my tech advisors on um, giving me some advice on how to kind of navigate things. But I realized at some point I really need to bring in kind of like a CTO type of person or a tech um, kind of co-founder to really work with me in communicating in this language, because it is. Um, software development is essentially another language. It's like trying to communicate with someone Mandarin. Um, so being able to, to, at some point, identify someone to work with me closely and figuring out the exact specifications, the exact requirements that were needed to build out this development was really key for me. Um, I didn't have that person in the beginning, and we ended up, even though I knew what the vision were, was for building out Bold Guidance, we still, being the developers and I, were not communicating most effectively, and we probably ended up spending more time and more money than we needed to. Gotcha. So me being able to reach out to my network and actually bring on someone um, who I knew previously, funny enough, um, 
worked with her and getting her her tech business started up and gave her some initial funding, ended up circling back around with her and bringing her on to help me with the tech side. And that has been a, a great experience for me. I got to ask this because I'm always curious about co-founders because technically you're the one with this idea and you get to this point where you're like, okay, I definitely need help that I can't just hire on basically. How did you structure that partnership with your co-founder and how did it work for you? Like what conversations did you need to have? How did you guys divide up, especially as a startup who was getting funding, like how did you divide up percentages in the company? How did that all work for you? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so I would say with um, the person that I brought on to help on the tech side, I had already received my investment before she came on. So with that, um, we're not technically co-founders um, because I already started the vision and got the beta built out and had investment before bringing her on. But I do still see her as my partner. Like I need her um, in order for us to be able to move this forward. So, you know, part of it is that I'm able to use some of my investment um, in being able to work with her. And we do things kind of on, um, you know, really just making sure that, you know, we're able to continue to move the company forward. So um, as it relates to just how you figure out equity and things like that, like now that was a, an interesting journey just as you're talking about valuation of your company. Um, So really being able to look at just kind of what other companies are out there that's like yours, being in similar in size, similar in the number of employees, similar um, if you can find out how much revenue they're potentially generating, when did they start, um, and identifying what that valuation may be and then going back and forth with your investors and your lawyers, I highly you know, encourage having legal counsel um, to identify what should be the breakup for you know, the equity percentage at that point. Right. And I, I will say, just give another shout out to uh, another one of the podcasts that exists out there, the uh, Startup Podcast, which is one that Alex Blumberg does. And it's like this whole behind the scenes of what really happens in his startup company. And he's got this great like live interviews of him or, you know, live uh, feed of him audio of him actually like trying to come up with, you know, his conversation with his co founder that he's bringing on in a very similar situation to you. And like they're having this very intimate conversation of how do they divide up percentages and, and what how do they get the valuation and how just just how much of a moving target that is really. And it's it's very tough and a lot of um, a lot of co-founders go through that. I would imagine every co-founder goes through that really, but that's a great podcast to listen to um, to get sort sort of that behind the scenes stuff. So thank you for sharing that. Now, mm-hmm. from here on out, so uh, you have this great technology that's helping students. Do a quick overview. I've done one in the intro, but do a quick overview as to what your technology actually is and what it does. And then I definitely want to go into how you're you're building it out and really getting more and more people to use it. Yep. Um, so with Bold Guidance, what we do is we provide a web-based tool that helps to guide students through the college application process while communicating their progress back to parents and high school counselors. So we provide step-by-step guides through specific college applications um, with automated deadlines, tasks, and reminders. So if someone is applying to, you know, University of Florida versus Ohio State University, uh, or I should say the Ohio State University, 
Um, <laughs> Says the girl from Ohio. <laughs> Says the girl from Ohio. Um, you know exactly what specific application requirements are due for that particular school. Um, and in addition to that, you'll know exactly when the deadlines are. But we also provide additional guidance and kind of a, a breakdown of a timeline of what you can do to complete those particular requirements and tasks. So it's really helpful for one, if you are a student or a family and maybe you, you're a first-generation student, you don't have necessarily someone to guide you through that process. Now you have this tool that can kind of help guide you through that. Or even if you're not a first-generation student, the process of applying to college now is very different than it was, you know, 10, 20, however many years ago. So we're able to be able to kind of build this bridge of communication um, between all parties. And a big part of my reason for starting this kind of stemmed from my own personal experience. I'm a first-generation uh, college graduate, um, and I grew up in the city of Cleveland where my local high school was actually designated on academic emergency, so basically failing by the state of Ohio standards. Um, and my mother worked three jobs to send me to a college prep school where I had a guidance counselor who could really work with me through the process. Um, and, you know, I, I've been able to go off to college, but a lot of my neighbors didn't have access to those same resources, and we've just have had a very different outcome. Wow. So over the course of the last 10 years, and even as a, a college admission counselor, I still saw some of those same issues with people who are motivated and wanting to go off to college but just lack the knowledge or the understanding or the resources to navigate the process. So bold guidance really takes all of that into consideration and puts it into this tool. Would you spend $20 to bring $40 back into your business? How about spending $1,000 to get $3,000 back into your business? Let's be honest, the most savvy entrepreneurs know that marketing has to be part of their business plan. The key is to execute marketing strategies that actually work. And that's where Postcard Mania comes in. Postcard Mania is a full-service marketing company that uses statistics from their over 60,000 clients to create targeted marketing campaigns that actually produce results for you. I sat down with the founder and CEO of Postcard Mania, Joy Jandusa, who just happened to be the guest on my very first show, and asked her why she does it. What, what impact do you want to have on this world? I want to set a good example. You know, I, want, I definitely just feel like I want to set a good example. I want people to realize they can do it. I'm no rocket scientist. I'm, I'm smart. I'm definitely smart, but I'm a high school dropout. I mean, basically, I'm self-educated. So I just want, I just want to set a good example and, and live a good life and inspire people. Joy totally rocks, and so does Postcard Mania. Get started today with 1,000 free postcards. Go to postcardmania.com forward slash bizwomenrock. And I have to say, once again, like, it's just a brilliant tool. My version of this back in 1996, 97, when I was like, you know, doing all the applications for, for college was literally, I didn't even, if Excel existed back then, I didn't even know it because I had like a piece of paper that act as, acted as like a giant Excel spreadsheet and literally listed all of the uh, schools I was applying for, all the scholarships I was applying for, you know, all all of that, so I could check mark off that process when they were due, and it was such a manual process. And um, my gosh, I mean, this is just such a brilliant way 
to bring the information to the tool that that kids are using. You know, it's just it's very, very brilliant. So what I'm very curious about is you mentioned before kind of approaching the different universities um, and, you know, kind of starting those relationships. Talk a little bit about the strategic partnerships and the relationships that you've had to build in order to even make this work before, you know, in, in order to, to make it work for a user. Yeah, so a big part of it for us was, you know, we really, um, on the initial uh, product, worked a lot with actual high schools um, and really working with different associations um, that focus on college admissions and college counseling to be able to identify potential partners for us to work with. And that was a great way for us to be able to um, get the word out about what it is that we're doing in our product and get more people on board with being able to use it. Uh, so a- another thing that we're doing right now is we're also, you know, through having a lot of students and counselors work with it and, and through a lot of um, trial and error, you know, I've identified Another um, pain point that we're really seeing from the college perspective, the university perspective, of just really trying to figure out a better way of communicating with families and with students and especially differentiating themselves from other institutions. So we're at a point where we're um, also even creating, started to create a new product geared towards colleges that will help them in the recruitment process and being able to what, I, what I've termed as value-based admissions. And so with that, being able to use the voice of their current student population, what they love about their school and what they value about the school um, and that culture, and attract and engage potential students who also share those same values to be able to go to those schools. Mm, that's awesome. Nichelle, where do you spend your time in your business? Like there's, you know, you let me know that you have about – uh, you know, two to three people who are working you working with you on a consistent basis. You have some contractors who are kind of like coming in and doing some things. Where are you spending your time? Yeah, so a big part of it um, for me is just one, making sure that everyone has the the resources that they need to continue to move forward. Um, also, you know, I spend a lot of my time in just kind of the business development side of things. So, um, engaging with people to build the necessary relationships. Um, to and associations and working with associations to build the necessary relationships for um, having more customers and really continuing to identify exactly you know the the perfect um, features that we need for our product based off of what they're saying is really helpful. So I, I also do a lot of the management of just kind of um, customer engagement, customer service, and really wanting to know like I am not building this product based off of what I think you need but what I know you need because you told me. Mm. Um, and so it's important for me to really engage um, with you know, our customers along the way in working with them and essentially building out a product together. Um, because one, then I know that what I'm building is, is helpful, but then two, I also have then identified some initial cheerleaders who want to then go out and tell um, their other peers, you know, how great we are. Gotcha. Um, what are you doing to bulk up usership? Like what kind of marketing techniques are you, uh, are really working for you right now to get more and more students to use it um, and to, to really get more of an active base using it? 
Yeah, so a big part of it for us, um, you know, we just leveraging social media, but then also, um, as I mentioned, just partnerships with various associations. So uh, a lot of talking to a lot of the schools um, and guidance counselors at some of these various schools, there's various national um, associations like the National Mission for College Counseling um, Association where you know, you'll have thousands and thousands of, of guidance counselors and admission counselors at these conferences. So being able to talk to people there and even on the, the state and local level as well. So partnerships are, are very big for us um, in continuing to get the word out. Got it. Um, how about some of the challenges that you've had since you've launched? I mean, technology is notorious, obviously, for moving faster than any of us really can. So what... Uh, what challenges or maybe hiccups have you had since you've launched the technology to like tweaks that you've had to make to, you know, things that you're realizing aren't really working so well versus now we have to kind of pivot and go in this direction. What kind of hiccups have you had in the technology uh, uh, component of it? Yeah. So I would say the biggest thing is that it always takes longer than you expect. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, so that has been something that, you know, we've continued, continued to work through. Um, it's just, all right, um, working with our, our tech team and our software developers to say, okay, if we know that something needs to be done by this period of time, really getting a realistic um, estimate from them of how long it's going to take. And I've, I've learned that whatever they tell you, just multiply that by three. <laughs> I like that equation. <laughs> Is that multiply the cost yeah. by three or the time or both? <laughs> Ooh, yes. The cost is usually almost double as well. Um, <laughs> now, what have you done? Because so, you got this initial round of funding. Like, um, How are you continuing to to fund the business is it is it still through this funding? Are people paying to to use this? Are are there you know are, are the universities paying to be able to have their logos on here? Like how does how does that work? How does your whole business model kind of financially work? Yeah, so um, so the the general student family facing side of the product is actually free uh, for people to use, and so right now you know a big part of our funding is coming from our initial investment. We are also, you know, as I mentioned earlier, looking at colleges and working with them on kind of this value-based admissions. Um, and through that particular piece, that's where we see um, colleges actually paying for our services because essentially what we're also trying to do, um, what we are doing, is helping them with their enrollment efforts. So colleges in general, um, for four-year colleges last year, only about 50% of colleges actually made their enrollment goals. Oh, wow. Um, and so that's, that's pretty tough. And, you know, um, ultimately the number of students that you enroll also impacts the number of money that you have to operate your institution. So there needs to be a way of helping them and being able to enroll more students. And we see this new um, value-based admissions uh, product that we're doing as a way to help them with that. Oh, cool. How about some of the things that you do for you to make sure that you're kind of, you know, sharpening your, your axe, you know, like to make sure that you're keeping sharp about being the owner of this company and, um, you know, and not just working inside of it? What kind of things do you do to stay sharp? 
Yeah, so a big part of for me is just continuing to, on the, the college admission side, um, definitely keeping up on different industry newsletters, going to different conferences, um, making sure that I'm in tune with what's going on there. Um, as it relates to just being a business owner and a CEO, um, a big part of it for me, too, is still engaging with some of my other colleagues who um, have started their own businesses. You know, I've been um, very blessed as well to, to run in a circle and have advisors and mentors who have started and in many cases sold um, their own tech companies for, you know, multi-million dollars. Um, and so being able to continue to work with them and engage with them helps to kind of keep me um, on task with what's going on. But then another part of what I continue to do as well, um, as I said, my, my background is also in helping entrepreneurs get their businesses started. So I still also continue to work with entrepreneurs, especially women and young entrepreneurs, and getting their own um, tech companies started up. So being able to work with them as a, you know, as a coach, as an advisor, um, also helps me to make sure that I'm staying fresh as well and being able to work with them and getting their own company started. So it's, it's been a great experience. Um, and I think that it's important to share knowledge um, because I know for me personally, so many people have invested in me and helped me along the way. And I see, you know, um, being able to work with other entrepreneurs and coach them through the process of going from an idea to, to you know, half a million dollars in funding as a way of also being able to give back and help others too. I love that. And I think that's so true. I want to wrap it up by asking you, what is your big vision? Where do you see this going? Yeah, so um, so with bold guidance, you know, ultimately it's about being able to help more students, help more families to navigate this um, college experience, this college admissions experience. So um, just in general, you know, by they're saying by 2025 that over 60% of all jobs are going to require some form of a college degree, whether it's, you know, community college or vocational certificate or a four-year college degree, bachelor's degree. So we really want to be able to work with people and being able to navigate that and have more people to have some form of a post-secondary education so they can ultimately be able to provide for their families. Um, and so we see bold guidance as a way of being able to do that. Well, Nichelle, I really want to thank you so much for sharing your story here, and uh, I just really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. I appreciate, you know, once again, you reaching out. So it's been great talking with you. You can get all the show notes for this conversation at bizwomenrock.com forward slash 146. That link, by the way, is actually in the description of this show if you're listening to it on your computer. So you can just go there and click on that button. You'll go right there. Biggest takeaway for me was definitely get involved with your business community and get very intimately involved. She got access to other entrepreneurs so she could share ideas back and forth. She got access to mentors who could help guide her on what to do next. And she got access to the people who provided the funding for her company. So huge takeaway. What was your takeaway? I would love to know. Go to bizwomenrock.com forward slash 146 and put a comment below in the show notes. I would love to hear what it did for you. 
I want to thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode.